Welcome, everyone. This is a new episode of Throwback to School, the podcast where we review things we liked in high school. I am Liza, and joined with me today, every day, all day, any day, all is day. my co-host, Andrew. That's me, Andrew. I've apparently signed up to be here all day, every day, any day. Who knew? It was in your contract. Oh, you should I guess, have read it. I guess I knew because Send I'm it to here your lawyer. all day, every day. Any day. Yeah, this is your house. This is my house, Whatever. and I am here all day, every day, any day. <laughs> How's it going, Andrew? It's going pretty good, Liza. How are you? I'm all right. Yeah. Sitting into that fall life. Yeah, it's a little chilly out. Mm-hmm. Had to put on a jacket a today. Jackie. Gets dark so much quicker these days. Yeah. It's very sad. Yeah. But. But. A bright spot. Is what you're about to say. Is recording this episode. Oh, well, well. <laughs> so if you need something to brighten up your fall blues, listen to this listen podcast. Listen to this. Yeah, listen to this. <laughs> we uh, covered one of your things today. We did. Do you want to tell us what we did? We watched the 2001 irreverent comedy. <laughs> I mean, this thing is off the wall. It's a movie... Starring Jason Biggs, Steve Zahn, Jack Black, and Amanda Peet, and it's called Saving Silverman. What? Or as I like to say it, Saving Silverman. Saving Silverman. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an underrated part of the movie that Jason Biggs is in all-silver body paint. Yeah. The whole movie. He's like the Tin Man from uh, Wizard of Oz. And his name is Silverman. People think it's a last name, but that's actually his whole name. His whole name. They Silver call him Man. Silver Man the yeah. entire time. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. He was auditioning for the Silver Surfer for the Fantastic Does that Four mean um, Jack Black is the lion and Steve Zan is the scarecrow? And <gasps> Amanda Peet Amanda Dorothy? is Dorothy. Oh my oh. gosh. Girl. <laughs> You're on to something. It's on fire. Uh-huh. That's definitely what that means. Yes. It's the same story. Mm-hmm. It's essentially, <laughs> when you think about it, the same story. Yeah. They're going you to see... You want to explain that story to us? <laughs> so, oh my God, Neil Diamond's the wizard. Oh, she... It is the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> it is the man behind the curtain. Oh my God. This and and they're sense. in Emerald City. Oh, Literally wow. supposed to be in Seattle. What? Uh, dude, now it is not a joke. Okay. It is faux show. For we got to get the cast of <laughs> Saving Silverman on to like dissect what happened here. Yes, we really want to talk to Jason Biggs. Yeah. Do you think Jason Biggs is sitting at home like listening to this? He's definitely listening fucking to this. Fucking a pie. Definitely listening to this. For all fucking a pie. Or he's like, here's what's happening. I'm imagining. He's pulling down his pants, ready to fuck that daily pie. <laughs> He's got the podcast on and he's just dropped his pants and then he hears our theory that this is Wizard of Oz and he stops fucking that pie. Yeah. Because he's like, oh he's my on God. his way here right now. With they his figured pants it out. On, hopefully. Hey, if you're going to show up here, Jason Biggs, please have your <laughs> pants on at least for the start. <laughs> we have a pants on policy in the studio. Mm-hmm. Please. Yeah. It's for everyone. Yes. Cool. So I think there's something to that. Yeah. That's <laughs> all I'm going to say. So, do you want to give us a, a summary of this beautiful, beautiful piece of art? Um, 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 um sure. So, it's about this uh, guy who's a little down. Three guys who are kind of down on their luck. Uh, they've been best friends since high, since like elementary school. 
Darren, JD, and uh, Steve Zahn's character that I can't remember the name of. Uh, Bob or something. Wayne. Wayne. And <clears throat> they've been best friends since childhood. And they are now adults. Darren meets Amanda Pete's character at a bar. And she realizes from the jump that she can kind of manipulate him. So whereas she would not have been as interested in him, now she realizes she can just do whatever she wants to him. So now they start dating and uh, JD and Wayne realize they have to get him out. They have to save Silverman from this relationship. Right. Because to them, she's like Satan. Overbearing. She's, she's bossy. Ever. She's changing him. Mm-hmm. There's a se- very gross scene where he gets butt implants for her. Um, but it, that's in their imagination no, or that is happens. that a thing that's that a real thing that happened because they are the ones that talk about it but not right. jason biggs and lady it's it's the movie it's itself scene. the movie itself is like a it's a live action family guy cartoon <laughs> that is so good like so much of it is like surreal and could not happen in real life and they do I'm a lot of seth like, mcfarlane is not in this movie maybe he is oh who no. knows there's so much like they cut away to like shots that don't really have any direct consequence to the movie, but are just meant to be little jokes. Yeah. Or yeah. like things that maybe were part of the plot at some point, but then they cut stuff out of yeah. the movie to make it shorter. And then it just doesn't make any sense right. anymore. Like the scene in question is Wayne says they're talking, He, him and JD are talking and he says, did you hear Judith made him get butt implants? And then they cut to him in like, a, like a surgery bay and they're in face down face down they're implanting like silicon into his butt <laughs> and then jd goes and like the surgery the surgeon i don't know if you caught that but the surgeon like just sli- like slides the piece of silicone uh-huh. under the, his butt cheek yeah and then squeezes yeah the butt and then like, jd what? does go i thought his butt looked tighter so like the whole the whole purpose <laughs> of it was for him to say that sentence yeah i thought his butt was tighter yeah there's so much in this movie where it's like needless amount of buildup for like one punchline that ultimately is not that great and doesn't matter no which is most of this movie yes it is <laughs> It is most of this movie. Spoiler, not alert. Yeah. No alert. <laughs> no spoiling. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> this entire movie. I'm sorry. You were trying to give us a synopsis. Oh, that's okay. So they they hatch a they plot to... They set on to, an adventure. They hatch a plot to kidnap Judith and make her th- make uh, Darren think that she's dead. Right. So that he'll move on. Because they make him think that she broke up with him, but that's not enough. Right. So they have to... F- they have to fake her death in order for him to move on and hopefully end up with this girl that he liked in high school named sandy who's like back in his life magically somehow there is also a running gag in this movie which i do think is legitimately funny and still funny is they are in a neil diamond cover band oh yeah called diamonds in the rough which is a really funny name for the (laughs) for them and so neil diamond you said while we were watching like at the end you thought that was going to be like a one-time joke in the movie? Yeah, that you know, there's a reference to Neil Di- Diamond. He's at the beginning. Yeah. You see him like they wait for him at a at the end of a concert. You see him somehow at the beginning of the movie. So yeah. they had him in the movie. In the movie, and I was like, oh, they did his cameo. Yeah. Like this joke is over. Besides the fact that that's what these guys bond over is that the three of them are in a cover band. Right. That's also there's also that scene is really funny, where they're like at the Neil Diamond concert and like. Jack Black jumps the rail to like get closer to Neil <laughs> and like he's getting dragged away by security 
And the look on Neil Diamond's face is not horror, fear. It's like disappointment in Jack Black. <laughs> he just kind of like is getting into his car and he like shakes his head and <laughs> looks disappointed. It's so funny <laughs> and such a funny choice that like instead of like being afraid, he's just like, I can't believe you did this to me. And like, <laughs> not again. Yeah. How, how could you do this? Like, it's so funny. There's like, I think the movie, I mean, as we'll get into it, doesn't really hold up very well. No. Um, it doesn't. But there are little nuggets of, of jokes where I'm like, that's still pretty funny. Yeah. Like Neil Diamond delivering that facial expression and the whole diamonds and the rough thing, I think is pretty funny. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's an interesting movie for certain like it's I feel like it's a time capsule. I I just freaking love Jack Black. Like even if the joke is not actually funny, mm-hmm. he manages to make it funny. All these people are so gross. Everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. is so gross. The guys are gross, the ladies are gross. Uh-huh. Everyone is so gross. I want to say this is the first cuz I know I'd seen him in like The Cable Guy where he played like a very specifically not funny role in the movie mm-hmm. and then like he was in you know one of the never-ending stories as the bully i think this is the first like comedy he was yeah in like the third one i think oh um okay but i think this is the first like comedy i saw with jack black in it mm. so like this was the movie that like opened my eyes to like jack black's That's a funny. genius yeah, but this is after be kind rewind this is before this is way before. Oh. Be Kind of Rewind is like 2006 or oh, 7 okay. or something. My bad. Yeah. This is after like, this was after the Tenacious D TV show, I think. Okay. Which I had not seen at this point. Right. Because um, that was kind of like not really a big thing. No, it was on HBO. Like now, now yeah. people know about it a right. lot, but yeah. back then it was kind of a... Yeah. But like High Fidelity had come out at this point and I think like Shallow Howl had come out at this right. point. But this was the first, for me, my first like Jack Black comedy experience. And I was just like, he's changing my life. Yeah, I mean, he's legitimate. He's very Jack Black. Like, it's, you know, nothing really different than what he does now. Like, right. I think now it's a little bit, maybe a little bit more refined in uh-huh. its own way. I mean, it's still like some crass and very like physical comedy and just him being like the doofus yeah. that like can't put two and two together or can't tie his own shoes or can't eat, feed himself. Like right. he, it just various versions of him being stupid. Yeah. But with a heart somehow. Yeah. Like this guy yeah, has is... like still ends like he's probably the only character that sort of has like an arc. Yeah. Per se. Yeah. Which makes me like Jack Black. <laughs> yeah. But um, but the everybody arc- else is kind of a trope of themselves. Well, everybody kind of stays static throughout mm. the movie. Like there's not a lot of growth in the characters other than you're right. Jack Black's character, which is like, so they kidnap Judith. Right. And they're holding her in the house. And she obviously f- figures out it's them because they're doing the Very, worst job like, of disguising yeah. themselves. But she sort of, she's she plays a therapist in the movie. So she psychoanalyzes jd and sort of gets to the root that he's he's gay like he's closet closeted gay yeah and i will say you you brought this point while we were watching it i think for 2001 standards they were trying to be progressive yeah that like he 
he figures out that he's gay, he's not mad about it. No. Like, it's just he's like a, a big revelation for it's him. It's a big revelation. He's in fact pretty happy mm-hmm. that like somebody has gotten it to... It explains so much, right, I think Like somebody says. has gotten to the bottom of him and figured him out. Mm-hmm. And then when he's talking to Steve Zahn, Steve Zahn is not like, ew, gross, you're gay. Like yeah. he's like, if you want to be gay, be gay. Like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. But like, we have this, you know, we kidnapped this woman. Don't let her trick you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, like we still have a pl- like a plot to hatch. And, you know, like, so it's not like he's ever disturbed that his friend who he's known all these years is secretly gay. Right. Which I think for the time is progressive. Is kind of progressive. Yeah. I mean, obviously could be done in a more sensitive, better way. Yeah. But it was like, I will say for the time when like family guy was out and other things were like, even we've talked about this before, like Gilmore girls, I think treats being gay in like a much bigger joke than this movie. does. Yeah. Yeah. Even though, yeah, you would, you wouldn't, you would think the opposite somehow. Um, right. But for the time, I think, yeah, the, the writing and the actors are trying to be open-minded and like, uh, yeah, like we said, progressive. But then the jokes are all still like very reductive. It's really yeah. So they like, to our standard now, like that's offensive. It's really gross. Yeah. But when you like put yourself in two thousand one, and it's the obvious like, joke. Oh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. like easy. It yeah, it's like funny. Which yeah. like not neither of us were laughing at those jokes. No. We're just kind of like looking at it. Like I don't like you have to remember. What? This is like, what this is what well, this was comedy seventeen like, years ago. I don't ago. get it, and then you're like, you have to like think about it and be like, oh right. Okay. Remember seventeen years ago yeah. when like the joke was a, a person was gay and that's funny enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and yeah, exactly. It's just it's kind of funny to it's funny to me that it's a active like process that we have to do. Yeah, like to remind ourselves of that time, mm-hmm. and then when I think about that process, I'm like, hmm, I feel good. Yeah. But, like we are in a better time it's still like on the day-to-day doesn't feel better but then when you think about it it is better the one thing i did notice this watch through more improvement for sorry me. sorry no no it's finish just always sorry. better a better improvement to make i guess yeah the thing i noticed in this watch through that i'd not really noticed in the previous watch throughs this movie is so white there is not I, I don't think there's a single black person on screen in the movie yeah Maybe like when they're driving around, like you might see somebody like on the street. Yeah. But like there's not a single speaking role character that is black. Mm-hmm. There is one Asian guy. And, and it's that when, whole scene is fucking that weird. That scene is fucked up. So like Judith escapes. It's like a, it's like a Breakfast at Tiffany's moment a yeah. little bit, right? It's like, it is like old fashioned racist. Like it like is. Like 60s. Yeah. Like they, what the fuck? They, so Judith so escapes. Weird. And she's running and trying to get help. And she knocks on this guy's door and it's an old Chinese guy who's masturbating in bed. And he looks out the window and sees Amanda Pete outside. And he assumes that she's there to have sex with him. Yeah. So he, I don't know. The, so even he, though she's like banging on the door for help. Right. And so he says to out loud tonight's the night. Mr. Chong gets lucky. And then it says young girl, so impatient, so horny. And then, trips over his own boot and then falls and like i guess breaks his neck because like 
Yeah. It's like, never visited again. He's not a character later in the movie. And she just like, oh, nobody's home. She moves on. Just goes back in the yeah. car and keeps driving. So like the that whole, entire scene, it's not necessary for the pot. It's 100% unnecessary. The only reason to do it was to like, I think we're going to throw in a Chinese guy stereotype here. Yeah. And like. And another masturbation joke. Yeah. Because it's, funny, right? Because it's so funny. <laughs> It's just so, yeah, that scene, like, as much as, like, the rest of the movie is weird and very crass. That one feels... And offensive. Like, that whole scene, I was like, I don't it's, understand It's unnecessary watching. and yeah. offensive. Like, it serves no point to the plot. It's not like they were able to catch her because, like, she or was distracted that, by watching him fall down the stairs. Mm-hmm. It's just, like... here's and added like, five minutes. It's, like, here's our, like, necessary racism break. Yeah. Like... <laughs> We needed to get like we had a quota for like one truly racist joke, and it had <laughs> and to that's be here. Be it. And then like we can move on. Yeah, you know, like go we big can do or the rest go of the home. Movie. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know. Like maybe that's like a famous actor, and they had him on set for the day, and he was willing to do whatever. I guess. But it was it was it's so weird and unnecessary. Yeah, I don't know. Or was it a reference to something else? I have no idea. Either way, it was. Yeah. It, it's not. It's terrible. Yeah. Like it just. And especially in a movie where there are no other, like, people of color characters in it. Yeah, that's the only person of color, yeah. The other, I guess the other one person was when JD leaves their cover band, they do find a a replacement. Some Indian dude? Some, like, yeah, a young Indian dude who's, like... Who's hilarious. He was very funny. He was, like, very much chewing up the scenery, like, dancing while they're playing their music. He's, like, singing the songs like the like either like, the lyrics are wrong or the beat is wrong he's like sort of like talk singing yeah the words to um cherry baby right and so like he goes boys you sing and then they're like playing the guitar and then they show him like dancing and he has this like huge smile on his he's face having like, a he's grand loving of a time. it so like seeing him on screen was was fun but also like he's on screen for less than 20 seconds yeah well so that's yeah they try to the final replacement for jason's big jason big's character who's not allowed to be on the band anymore because the girlfriend doesn't want him to right. for some reason or right. another do you want to talk about when you liked the movie or do you want us to depict like kind of take it apart some more um you choose i'm i'm just the co-host you're the host okay let's let's ask you um okay let's (laughs) let's both do this (laughs) well okay so this came out you were in high school obviously Uh um did you go see in the theaters i think so either in the theaters or like really early in its like rental Mm -hmm. life what were the what was the main thing that made you be like yeah jason biggs yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah because oh, like we... did you like american pie when he <clears throat> yeah. came out yeah i did okay um i did think about so watch... this is like your demographic basically yes. like oh that that movie is like perfect for like 17 year old boys that makes sense i i did like american pie i did think about for this episode watching american pie but mm-hmm. i was like i don't know if i'm ready to know how bad american pie i've was. never i don't think i've ever actually fully seen it we should probably do it okay. at some point um i'm just not sure that i'm ready to yeah i'm, ad- I'm crying admit, on the inside yeah. <laughs> i'm not sure that i'm ready to admit that that was something i once liked and then show it to you yeah that's okay i mean it's a safe is space, it much right? worse than this it is a safe space he does fuck a pie so let's yeah but there's like 
yeah okay. i mean they're All okay right. well, we'll the, on up, the scale of fucking a pie or not we'll like, end up we'll end up watching <laughs> it there's there are like more offensive and gross things in the movie than him fucking a pie yeah yeah um but it was definitely like i liked jason biggs from the american pie movies mm-hmm. and so it was like you know like i think i'd seen steve's on in something else at that point so i was i was ready to see him in something else too this is the second movie that we have steve zahn in it that's true for this podcast yeah what was the other one forces of nature Nature, that's right he's the best friend who's trying to get uh ben affleck to get laid that's right before getting married um which is pretty much the same character as this like is that is he typecast or is that just what he does that's just what he does Mm. so yeah it was oh you know what you know what i'd seen him in no you've got mail which was the other movie i was thinking about watching oh, today so funny yeah he's in Wait, that is steve's on our mascot he might be podcast? i think we might need to get steve's on on the podcast oh shit steve's on you're invited um, he does not play that I'm sorry if i offended you by anything yeah. i said before <laughs> yeah we take it all back um he does not play that character in you've got mail is he nice way. he is yeah he is nice he plays like in the little bookstore that mm-hmm. meg ryan owns he works he's the yeah. like quiet guy i remember that yeah cool cool steve zahn i guess he was big at your like early 2000 he really made an impression on me oh yeah Uh (laughs) uh-huh you had a big crush on him oh big time (laughs) um but yeah definitely jason biggs was the draw okay and then that from this is when i discovered like i said earlier jack black which then and then that just opened the the door speaks for itself Mm -hmm. really say no more (laughs) it was a a happily ever after kind of yes exactly and they live happily ever after me and jack black (laughs) cool um it was not the raccoon on top of steve zahn's you know that was that that was the that was the cherry on top of the pie oh that was the raccoon on the top of the head wanted to be um it sounded adorable and then i got grossed out (laughs) (laughs) i just realized that so i'm holding the dvd box Uh that you own i do so you've bought it yeah and kept it after watching it yes when did you buy it on dvd oh probably when it came around the time it came out so probably like 2002 okay cool um it says it on the box two best friends plus one girlfriend equals war yes (laughs) so jason biggs is not in this equation nope or are they saying that jason biggs and steve zahn are best friends no it's definitely it's just on the side no it's definitely jack black and steve zahn <laughs> that's so weird yeah this math ain't right well he is the worst part of the movie i'd say in terms of steve acting zahn? no jason biggs oh well yeah i think like i mean he's we also found out that he's like drastically younger he's at, at the least, time he's 10 years younger than steve zahn and like maybe nine, nine years year- younger than jack black and they're all supposed to be the and same like, age at least and, six years younger than amanda pete yeah so like amanda pete steve zahn and jack black are like the same generation mm-hmm. and then they got jason biggs right as all the, these actors who were like in their 30s and then jack or jason biggs who i think was 23 was jason biggs in 2001 like he wasn't hot stuff i don't think or in is terms he of like, like the dorky nerd that everybody likes dorky nerd that everybody likes it wasn't like he was like hunk Okay, because my first sentence, so the movie starts, and after five minutes of the movie starting, I wrote down, I will never believe Jason Biggs to be a romantic. Yeah. 
like they portray him as this like the sweetheart that just wants to fall in love uh-huh. and like i can't buy that yeah i don't buy it <laughs> like i'm sorry what He's about just, like, him do you not i just like i, I don't find him i i think he always plays the like dweeby he not also, out to like be loved or love someone else it's just always out to get sex he with like yeah. someone yes and it's always about like being gross about someone that they think is out of their league and is usually is mm-hmm. like physically like someone that is like like cookie cutter attractive right when he's not and it's it's just like weird to me that this movie portrays him like out of those three guys he's the one that is like likes to like he's like the crooner or something yeah and he's I'm the like, like smooth I guy that picks up chicks yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm like no he doesn't yeah <laughs> Can we talk about uh, Amanda Pete's character? Oh, sure. <sighs> you mean the shrill yeah. woman? I I feel very like ambivalent about her character because a whole lot of it is through their perspective. Right. The whole movie is written by people that are these characters. It's written by a man, directed by a man. It's I'm directed sure by it- the same guy that did like Big Daddy. All um, all almost all of the bad adam sandler movies the most recent ones oh, like really? if you look at the imdb he did like the jack and jill the the one where it, like grown-ups and shit like all that crap that came out most Uh-oh. recently you are right starting with i now pronounce you chuck and larry you don't mess with the zohan grown-ups just go with it grown-ups too. jack and jill yeah that is yeah he's not a, a great that's resume, for his recent stuff yeah um and i don't think and i think what he had made before saving silverman is big daddy because they're using it as like a promotional yeah positive aspect to sell this mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and so if we remember that this whole entire movie is directed and written by very like gross a gross dude. guy yeah. like i don't know what else to like how else to portray it this girlfriend character i hate the entire movie yeah but not because of the reasons that they that the the other two friends hate you her have for. no choice yeah in the movie to dislike her yeah, because there's, there's nothing, no there's, there's nothing redeeming about her mm-hmm. like there's i mean i know it's it's a broad comedy so like these characters are all cartoon characters anyways but they do not portray this and like essentially for half the movie she's the only female character in the movie mm-hmm. until sandy shows up mm-hmm. um the high school sweetheart but it's i mean you're you're meant to dislike her for reasons that are like she's a strong assertive woman who knows what she wants right like that is the unlikable quality about her it's like at its core that's what it is she goes about it by like trying to control their friend and change him to like be what she wants him to be which for most of the movie i'm like i don't i still don't understand what what is her purpose of doing that right like she's right i'm still trying to find like you're trying to find logic and like psychology behind her when the movie that's not what this movie does like at all right like they're just portraying a bitch like yes whatever that means it's to just a, it's a caricature of yeah. like a, a an abrasive woman yeah who knows like he said like who knows what she wants and knows how to get it right and that is supposed to be an unlikable quality in a move in a woman right and then they while she's being um captured in their basement which is kind of like 
very creepy. When like, if you don't, if you've never seen the movie and you're listening to us describe that, like yeah. that's any plot to like she got murdered type of movie, mm-hmm. like or tortured or whatever. Like it doesn't portray it like that. It's very much still trying to be lighthearted. Like they just, you know, she's just chained in the basement watching TV and yeah. they feed her, haha, <laughs> cute for like a week. And they keep coming down to like either bring her clothes or bring her food or whatever or ta- like tell her like we're you're not gonna get out of here we're and she's trying to manipulate them to get out the we and she's quote unquote smart yeah so like she's trying to use her ruse or whatever uh-huh. however she can while she's doing that with the Steve Zahn character she reveals to him that she's dated someone that. Was, it was like a Muay Thai, like well, underground he, cage fighter. Yeah, which is like their version of an assertive man. And I'm like, <laughs> is there anything in between? Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so he's assertive and crazy. <laughs> so dies on the ring in where in, Th- in Thailand? Is that what you said? It's something like that. Yeah. Something. And so he dies, and she's like. And then, then I just realized I, I wanted someone that is the opposite of a servant, like someone that I can just manipulate and like, boss around. Yeah. And that will like be my assistant, not yeah. a partner, yeah. like someone that I can just have shit done for me from them, which is like, I don't know. I don't buy it. I'm like, what? That still doesn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> But yet again, I'm trying to put sense in a movie that is that's not really what they're trying to do. Right. Um, they're just trying to crack a joke. Yeah. We talked about... So you went to see in theaters? Mm-hmm. I think so. By yourself, you think? Or no, I definitely went with friends. If I, I, if I When I saw this movie, I saw it with friends. If it's, if it's either at the theaters or in at someone's house, it was with friends. Mm-hmm. Did you... Do you remember, like what was your favorite joke or like what do you remember coming out of the movie with anything specific? I mean, I, I mentioned it to you when it happens in the movie, but Jack black, his sort of like tag at the end of like big moments is him yelling, <laughs> come in. <a> yeah! <laughs> and like that to me was like so memorable. Yeah. And I think it was something I really loved from the movie. It is but very funny for a favorite joke. When I was watching it, then I, I don't know. Yeah. That's okay. I wouldn't remember either. Yeah. How do you feel about watching it now? Um, it, I wasn't like, you know, we, we talk about being afraid to watch things that yeah. we liked as kids because of like something that's going to come up where I'm like, Ooh, that's so offensive. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Chinese guy yeah. is definitely very offensive. Did like, you remember very- it being in the movie? I remembered it once he appeared. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, I know what's coming up. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen. As soon as she got to his house, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this. <laughs> so other than the Chinese guy and sort of like the broad, unnecessarily caricature of a gay person, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a joke. They go to, so JD and Wayne go to jail for kidnapping Judith. Oh, yeah. And as like a way to entice their like former football coach to get them out of jail. Steve's on it on the phone. Who, who, ins- who was in jail himself. Who was also himself in, in jail. Movie. Insinuates that they've been getting sodomized mm-hmm. in jail. And so 
Jack Black being the gay character is like, you got sodomized? I want to meet him. And it's just like, so it's, it's not enough that he's gay. It's that he's gay and also like so, so horny that like he would just want to be touched by any man anywhere even if it means rape in prison right which is like like, what that's a that's such a bad gross joke i actually think some the sad part is that i think to this day i think some people think that's still funny yeah 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 which maybe that's the case for all the other i just like that one i was like oh yeah that one was a little like (laughs) so that's problematic between those two things i don't think there's enough like i wish this movie existed in like i wish it was made more recently because i feel like a lot of the like the chinese stereotype would not would not be in the movie no i think the sodomy joke would not be in the movie no i feel like a jack black being gay character coming out would be handled with a little more finesse yeah however i do stand by i think the neil diamond running gag in the movie is very funny and it pays off well right so we didn't talk about the fact that so i thought that it was like a earlier thing and that it's a thing that bonds the main three guys together no it keeps coming back it keeps coming up like at the end of the movie when they're going to stop judith and darren's wedding they kidnap neil diamond somehow they know where he's at at all times yeah and he agrees to help them out of the saint of out of his heart oh no yeah yeah he's that's actually really cheesy he he's has a line about like all my songs are about love and love stories yeah but they never really did anything maybe this time i can actually do something about it which is like so cheesy it's so cheesy but like that was one of those like sort of purposefully cheesy things so i think like the neil diamond stuff pays off i think satisfactory wise um those types of scenes made me think that neil diamond wrote the movie (laughs) like he's like so it's gonna be about these guys but i'm anytime i'm on screen it's gonna make me look so great yeah he does come off very cool like he ends up like helping them so they so at that point it is jason biggs and um amanda pete getting married yeah in the van is the coach jack black steve zahn the high school girlfriend sandy uh-huh. and neil, neil diamond. diamond all in the tr- the car or whatever on their way to stop the wedding uh-huh. and their strategy to stop the wedding is to have neil diamond just start to playing s- playing and like singing in yeah. the middle of the ceremony just start singing probably one of his i don't very, i don't know his mm-hmm. music but one of his famous songs hello <laughs> which i kept wanting to make a joke about adele but i couldn't word it right i was like <laughs> yeah. is that the original maybe adele the, song? maybe the an- like the analog of like this movie being made now is adele adele yeah. hello <laughs> yeah they're in an adele cover band is it me you're looking for um <laughs> that's lionel richie is it yeah damn it why is there so many hello songs uh it's just a standard greeting <laughs> it's obvious it's right there why not make it about you had that too ready <laughs> well it's just a standard it's reading. just what do you what do you expect <laughs> it's what you say every day um well i don't say it every day because i'm rude um and bonjour fine <laughs> oh nice so he starts singing which makes the ceremony stop? Makes the ceremony stop. The wedding band starts playing with him. Yeah, they're and pretty then, cool. And then Sandy shows up 
and in this weird getup that yeah. they found for her. And so they start singing Neil Diamond together because Amanda Pete's character doesn't like Neil Diamond, but Sandy does, which proves that she's perfect for Darren. So he says no to Judith and then runs and kisses Sandy. Meanwhile, yeah. And then, which means that um, Steve Zahn and Amanda Pete start fighting start fighting and then start kissing and and doing that classic thing that i've talked about on air before of like kiss fighting hey love is just one step away from from hate rage yeah, yeah. you know when i'm really angry on someone and i'm breaking chairs on their back and punching teeth out of their mouth I, I all i want to do is make out with them correct really yeah secretly that's all i want to do mm-hmm. so then everybody is Paired off. Paired off. Besides for Jack Black, who, who ends up marrying the coach. The coach, because he the coach had jumped out of the car to like he thought the police were behind them, but it was just like an old lady in a car. So he jumped out to like distract them, but I missed the whole part. So Jack Black goes back <laughs> and he's like carrying him into the wedding. And he he the coach makes some offhand comment of like when are you, you when are you gonna get paired up? And he says, Oh, I'm gay. And then the coach right. says, and that, that threw me, me off too. because he says, when are you going to get what's hitched, this? hitched? Yeah. which is specifically for getting married, right? Not mm-hmm. just dating someone. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I forget that part. And I, I thought he just meant like to find someone that you like. And he was like, well, I can't because I'm gay. And I was like, uh, you can still be with someone even though you're what? But then he means married. And so it's funny also because like, yes, back then it was not legal for gay people to get married. Right. But then they end the whole movie with the the three couples getting, getting married. married. Yeah. Which then I made the joke that they predicted that Washington State was going to be the, one of the first states to make right. but gay, also gay like, marriage legal. Also like not for another 11 years. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. Um. So. And. They all end up on stage while Neil they, Diamond. Well, they all get married at the Neil Diamond concert. <laughs> and then all sing on stage with him. Yeah. Like they all know how to sing. Mm-hmm. Even freaking what's her face? Amanda Pete. Amanda Pete without a tooth. Toothless bastards they mm-hmm. are. So Liza. Oh no. Out of let's say Ooh. five baby raccoons. <laughs> what would you rate? Saving Silverman. Oh, the movie itself? The movie itself. What we saw today. Okay. Out of five baby raccoons, I would give it... I want to give it a two, but I'm going to give it a three because of Jack Black. Wow. That's like better than... That's better than okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Assuming that I can't give half <coughs> points. You can give half points. Can I? Yeah. Mm, then it's a one and a half. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. You went from a three to one and a half? It's a one movie and a half for Jack Black. Okay. So you were going to give Jack Black two full points. Yeah. But when you found him, you halves, you gave him half a point instead of like two and a half points or one and a half points. No, I guess it's... It's not a good movie. No. And in fact, it's like... I don't know like, why I want to give it more. I, I, I will say... I think there's bits in it that it, they're trying, but it's mostly nasty. I'd give it a one and a half out of five. The whole... And, and we watched a version that I guess has a... Wait, what did you say? I'll give it one and a half out of five. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. But you would have given it a five in high school? 
I bet I would have given it at least a four in high school. Because, <laughs> like, in high school, I was not as aware of, like, racial stereotypes right. and, like... Misogyny. Misogyny and also, like, just total lack of... of people of color yeah in the movie like like i said i've probably seen this movie within the last 10 years maybe once but even then i don't think i noticed the utter lack of anyone who's not white in the movie well and we watched i was gonna say we watched a version that on the box says special r-rated version featuring racy never before seen footage which you're guessing is the scene yeah um there's a scene where they hire hookers yes very very nice looking daylight hookers <laughs> yeah <laughs> they just hang out outside of a chinese restaurant to play ping pong with them topless so they can take pictures with them and then and then photoshop well cut and paste yeah early photoshop <laughs> cut and paste jason's big space basically to frame him to be a cheater to amanda pete right so she would break up with him which didn't work so you're guessing that that entire topless ping pong scene is the i'm guessing that the cheating thing exists in the movie but i'm guessing the like top the like whole scene of them being topless and playing ping pong is not in the movie okay so that means you didn't see that in theaters or if I did, I've seen this enough in the R, like the special R-rated version. I've seen more than the theatrical version because it's your favorite one. Because it's my favorite one. I gotta <laughs> see those boobs, baby. <laughs> Ooh, so gross. yes, I was gonna say I was I would give it a a two, but a three for my for Black Jack. But I want to give it a one and a half because of that scene. Yeah, really? I'd say a one and a half is a fair rating. Okay, cool. One and, making me feel yeah. one and a half baby raccoons for this yeah sorry steve zone you're still invited on the podcast though yes please come on jack black <laughs> please, too. please please bring jack black um liza yes do you have a surprise prize i do because i also had a surprise prize oh but if you want to do yours if you have a i mean mine's just mine's a question so okay mine i did research oh go ahead please <laughs> Mine is unresearched. Absolutely. Cool. I'm, I'm actually like very excited about this. So cool. I hope it doesn't go flat. No. Go um, for it. And we can do yours next time. Okay. Okay. Great. Cool. So I went on the internet. What? The interwebs. I know, right? Um, I just felt. What just, website did you go to? <laughs> um, I think. How do you spell it? G-O-O-G-L-E or something like that? Googledolls.com. Yeah. How'd you know? Google Dolls. They're my favorite band. Oh. Um, and That's a basically, great, like, sorry. That's a great, like, new age Google Dolls cover band name. The Google Dolls. The Google Dolls. <laughs> That's very cute. You went to high school in 98 to 2002. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I got the dates right. I went on the internet and found the best and least popular songs kids from my high school <laughs> yes <laughs> i know which one i was and they're coming right yeah. now <laughs> no the best the most popular and least popular songs of each oh, year okay. i'm not gonna go through all years okay but i'm gonna do 1998 okay and i'm hoping that you can try to guess the best the most popular one according to um billboard mag okay <laughs> great <laughs> do you know which one it was 
1998. Yeah, what was the most like the biggest hit? Can I get a hint? Because I, I right now I am okay. Can bl- I? I can read you uh, lyrics. Okay, is that okay? Yeah. <clears throat> Step back, you're dancing kind of close. Oh, I feel a little poke coming, coming through, through on, on you. you. <laughs> Too close by next. <laughs> yes. Damn it! I really thought you were not gonna get that one. I had never. I had to look it up on my Spotify. So now my Spotify recommendations are all over the place. The lyrics are disgusting. It's so like. So this song. I feel a little poke coming through on you now, girl. I know you felt it, but boo, you know I can't help it. You know what I wanna do. It is. So this is one of those songs that played in like dances like when i was that age and i think like it's just like it has a nice beat you know like you know like if you're not listening close enough to the lyrics it sounds kind of like sweet almost like they have like nice voices yeah and like it's a tricky song but like you're making it hard for me like if when you hear it you hear like oh you're making life hard for me because like i love you so much but it literally translates to you're making my dick so hard yeah this song is the grossest song ever it's so (laughs) disgusting and like i had no clue until like maybe a couple years ago when i reheard it and i was like listening and i was like what the fuck (laughs) is this song it's only about a boner yeah see there's no subtext to it yeah it's 100 percent about the song equivalent of monkey bone yeah it is just <laughs> about boners that's it yeah they don't even try and hide it no. it's just about boners <laughs> and this was the number one song yeah, in 1998 that's yeah. crazy the, do you want to hear the the second running for that yeah the boy is mine by monica and that's brandy such a, which is much it's a much better song, song. <laughs> and it's much bigger yeah and it, it's second technically of the year Louise. isn't it funny yeah okay do you want to guess the the least so it's it, it was at the bottom of the top okay, hot one hundred singles. It wasn't singles. like the like least yeah, listened to song you of could No, you can't track that, that. But it was at the bottom of the one hundred singles of that year. Can I get another hint? I can have lyrics. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Maybe I shouldn't read all of it. All right. To my peoples, if you hear me, where you at? Throw your gloves in the air, and wave them like you just don't care. From LA to the Bay, what you say all day, every day, any damn day. Take a look around. We got the whole world locked down. Going on and on. It it don't stop. Won't stop. Can't stop. Is it? You could ride or die. That's why I put it down for the West Side. I don't know that song. West Side by what? TQ. Who the fuck is TQ? Am I just out of it? No. Is he famous? I don't. Is he famous? Is he? TQ, <laughs> are you famous? Oh. And it's not even like. Oh my when god! I was, when I was reading the lyrics, I thought it was gonna be like much a harder rap beat, but it's like a ballad. This it's very '98 though. Jesus, do you? Remember I do this? remember this, oh. and like the album cover, I, instantly like that was like instant recognition. It's like this blue background with like a like a yellow T and a Q outside the T. It is like, wow, that really took me back. You're welcome. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy that like, how much this is like, bri- like, geez, Louise. Such a time capsule. Yeah. So 98. Where you at? <laughs> yeah, that's, geez, Louise. 
Thank you for bringing that back. You're welcome. Yeah. I have three more that we're going to keep for other episodes. Oh, okay, great. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I think we're... Are we playing a... We're running a little long. Okay. So we can either do Green Day or Spotify. What do you... Uh, I don't have a Spotify to me. Okay. So up to you. Let's do... How about instead of a... Instead of a Spotify, let's just do a Green Day. Cool. Sound good to you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. Tell me, Liza, is this... Green Day. It almost looks like a, it almost sounds like a bad remake of a Nirvana song. Uh, no. You're right. This is The Offspring. Oh. With self-esteem. That bass in the background makes me think of Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's All right. Oh, wait. I know. Yeah. I've heard of this. That's U2. This is U2? I don't know. Is it? No. Oh, shit. What are they called? That is Green Day. It is Green Day. You're right. Ah! I'm learning. Aren't you all proud to me? Hey, how timely is this? Wake me up when September ends. Oh, it is is ending. It has ended. It has ended. (laughs) It is currently ending. Officially October. Yes. We can do a Spotify. You know what? I do have a Spotify. Oh, I don't have a Spotify, but I have a... An underrated famous person. An underrated famous person? <laughs> like like just, a person just a person you want to shout out? <laughs> you... So, I want to shout out to my plumber. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, no, a person, but we can do your Spotify. I was just like thinking today that I, I want that person to be recognized of how great they are. Do you want to do that right now? It's just Darcy Carden. Oh, yeah. I just Come on. freaking love her. She's I know I t- we talk about her a lot. Yeah. But does anybody else, anybody that is listening to this yeah. needs to Google she's her right Gan- now. She's Janet on The Good Place. She uh, is, uh, I forget her character name, but she is in Broad City. Uh-huh. She's Abby's co-worker at the gym, mm-hmm. who's very like annoying, but also funny. And uh, she's actually, um, which I just watched today. That's why I was thinking of her, not also because of The Good Place. But yeah. she, before all that, did these like, youtube web series or uh-huh. something um called terrible babysitters uh-huh they're like 15 minute bits with it's her and this other guy and they're always like the couple trying to find a babysitter for their kid mm-hmm. and the babysitters are just like just <laughs> crazy people yeah just like n- n- unrealistic but like cringy and anyway it's just odd situations and yeah. she's phenomenal as yeah. always i love her i love her as janet mm-hmm. Darcy Carden, I love you. <laughs> Darcy Carden, if you're out there, we love you. Um, um, she does, I think she still does improv down at the UCB in LA. So if you're in LA. I gotta try. I Please, I would say go try and check her out. Okay. She's, she's super funny. Um, anyway, this isn't a this isn't a song and it's not on Spotify. It's okay. I just Darcy, we, lo- to Darcy we love you. <laughs> um, my, can you Spotify me, bro? Yeah. Is the broiest song I can think of. Uh-oh. And the broiest artist I can think of. It's Nora Jones. <laughs> You're into that Nora Jones lately? 
I love this, like, I have, like, loved Nora Jones for, like, years, but, uh-huh. like, I kind of forget because she's not, like, everywhere in the public eye a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, her stuff doesn't get played a lot. Mm-hmm. But she is so talented. She she's has such great. a great voice. Like, the lyrics are always great. So this song's called Carry On off the album Daybreaks. And I just, I think she's great. Yeah, she makes me relax a lot. She makes me think, I don't also listen to her actively but when i hear her yeah. i'm like oh this is so nice it makes me want to like drink hot cocoa on a couch and read a magazine yeah. or something Just there's like- also a really funny scene with her in the movie they came together with paul rudd and amy poehler uh-huh um have you seen that i have okay a long time ago there's a scene where in the middle of the movie they have like a break in the movie where like nora jones is like recording a song mm-hmm. and Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd go into the studio to like watch her record <laughs> and it's like presented like it's a documentary of the movie like That's so like weird. the subtitle says like you know stars of they came together come into the studio to check out Nora <laughs> Jones it's so funny so strange. it's so funny and they start like messing around with the keys and yeah. like pretending like they're playing it's really funny Nora Jones what a funny like specific thing to pick well she also was on like an early lonely island song she was yeah let me see if i can find she must quick. know these guys i think she probably has like a pretty good sense, sense of humor, of humor. Me, oh yeah probably let me see if i can pull that one up she's great she um i think i mostly just know one album from her and it probably dates back um back when like i live with my mom because i think my mom likes her a lot yeah so she that's kind of what i think about checks mix checks mix some dude once said that love is a many funny things lonely island there's a perfect girl out there for me because i see her in my dreams even in a funny song she sounds amazing she sounds great yeah (laughs) hilarious Dream girl, you amaze me. The joke in this song, so the the checks mix thing does come in later, where like it turns out like they they did this in like their early like internet stuff, where mm-hmm. like this this song is sort of a misnomer for what the song becomes about. Okay, and so at, by the end of it, they're sort of describing this this sort of like wild woman. Mm-hmm. What it turns out to be is like a a commercial by the end for checks mix. Mm. Like they. There's a part where like he describes her as like she's ambidextrous with both feet and he knows cuz he she uses both her feet to open a bag of Chex Mix. <laughs> and then like the next the next line is about Chex Mix or like references Chex Mix. And then the third line is just Chex Mix, the number food, one food snack in the land. <clears throat> it's the cereal taste with the the eat with your hand. Oh and God. then like at the end it's Nora Jones saying Chex Mix is delicious like harmonizing oh about God. Chex Mix so it's it's just that's that's classic Lonely Island that's great yeah that's a, a good uh, Spotify it to me bro yeah thanks bro <laughs> thanks Nora Jones and thanks bro <laughs> Nora Jones woot woot yep so I think that'll do it yes yeah um, if you like this episode you can tell your friends and mm-hmm. your family mm-hmm. and your coworkers mm-hmm. and your dog and um i don't know people you don't like <laughs> just, just let them know yeah let them know i don't care <laughs> i don't care what your relation is to them you can find us on instagram and on facebook at throwback to school at throwback to school you can find us on the website goodtalkstudio.com 
Um, yeah, you can you can find us on Spotify too if you wanted to listen to the pl- playlist, playlist we put together that we put together before. Uh huh. Same name. Throw back to school. Throw back to school. Throw back to school. Um, yeah, you can review us on iTunes and on Facebook, and you, you can leave comments on the website too if you want to share your thoughts. That's true. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.